everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Isn't it crazy? I mean, is it me or we look like our animals? Most of us look somewhat like our dogs. No offense, but oftentimes we do. Well, today, I want to give you just a couple of things about dogs. The Bible talks a lot about dogs. You might not realize it, but it does. And the sound effects really, really help us to sort of become multi-sensory learners because we've got so many different barkings, so many different noises, etc. It'll be a lot of fun. Well, my wife and I have five dogs. Two of the dogs are adopted. The other three are dogs that we bought. And every night... I say this to the dogs, you want to go night-night? And I clap my hands. And sure enough, all of the dogs follow me, because they know Lisa's in there, they love Lisa the most, into our bedroom. They arrange themselves on the floor around our bed, and we go to sleep. So every night in our bedroom, we've got five dogs. Three of the dogs weigh over 100 pounds. The other two, the two that are adopted, are tiny. My favorite dog is a dog I'll talk to you about a little bit later. Her name is Ava. We rescued her from East Texas. She's a Malte Poo, and I love Ava. My nickname for her is Little Girl. When I come home from work, I'll go, hey, little girl. She's on the front row. Hey, little girl. Yeah, I love Ava. I just love her, love her, love her. And I'm not trading in my man card to say that I love the Malte Poo. Whenever you sleep with dogs, though, you're going to have interesting things that happen. Like when they eat something that does not agree with their system. Have you ever heard a dog eat something and react to something that does not agree with their system? Have you ever heard of a dog or have you been around your dog that gets sick? Big dogs will give you a warning. They're like And when you hear that, You better grab them and get them out of the house quick. If not, what's going to happen? I hate to be gross. And it's horrible. When that's happened to us, we've been been, uh, uh, just totally woken up out of the middle of a deep sleep to that sound. I just grab the dog sometimes after they've thrown up, take them outside, and then Lisa, of course, cleans it up. It's incredible. That's not always true. That's not true. Now, small dogs, they do the quick one. They'll go, they'll go, it's quick. So when you hear a small dog getting ready to vomit, you got to be quick. But the big dogs, you got about 10 seconds. Dogs vomit. Let's just face it. Dogs throw up. Dogs up chuck. Dogs reject the content of their stomach. The Bible says that. The Bible says that dogs have this nature. They vomit, and then the Bible says, I hate to just just gross you out, the Bible says in Proverbs 26, verse 11, a dog returns to its vomit. So a fool repeats his folly. So a dog's nature is to return to its what? Vomit. My nature is turned to my vomit. 
So a dog's nature is to return to its vomit. My nature, your nature, is to return to our vomit. Now, the Bible is not literally talking about vomit. It's using a metaphor, a word picture. A dog seeks the scent of its vomit and eats its vomit. The Bible is getting at this. All of us have these things in our lives that trip us up. Let's face it. We all have these go-to desires that can mess us up. We feed on this stuff. It doesn't agree with our system. And then after that, we have those dog days. We get sick as dogs. On top of that, we make all of these packs and promises. I'll never do it again. I'll never go there again. Yet we go around and around and around. I call it the vortex of vomit. We are sucked into the vortex of vomit. What's the vortex of vomit? Desire. All of us have desires. Desires are good. They're a God thing. When we take a desire and use a desire in a God-forbidden way, that's when we get jacked up. The desire hits us. From desire, we have our diet. What do we eat? What are you feeding on? What am I feeding on? If I say, God, I'm going to do what I want to do, I pursue pleasure as my ultimate goal. Think about it. If pleasure is your ultimate goal or my ultimate goal, it will lead to gratification but not satis satisfaction. If pleasure is the thing I'm seeking, I'll be gratified but not totally satisfied. However, if I say, God, you know what? I'm going to seek you. I'm going to turn to you. I'm going to allow you to lead me, to you to be my master, for you to be my master. Then and only then can we understand pleasure. And pleasure will be in the context of where it's supposed to be. I seek God first, then I'll experience ultimate pleasure. If I just seek pleasure in and of itself, desire, I'll feed on different types of pleasure. Then because God's not in the picture and I'm just seeking pleasure, that runs out, and I go around and around and around the circle. So we've got desire, we've got the diet, we've got the dog days, we make the packs and promises, I'm going to change, I'll never do it again, yet we go around and around. And we eat it back up. This happens time and time again. What is that thing, that destructive habit? That go-to sin in your life that you deal with. What's that go-to sin, that habit, that thing in my life that I go to? Maybe it's anger. Out-of-control anger. Maybe it's the ride of pride. You always have to promote yourself or I always have to promote myself. We're always one-upping the other person. Maybe it's a substance issue. Maybe just maybe it has to do in the realm of illicit behavior. Maybe it's porn. Maybe it's, it's greed. Who knows what it is? I don't know. Only you know what it is. And we say, I'm not going to go there again. I'm done with it. I'm through. Yet we find ourselves sucked into the vortex of vomit, the desire. And instead of desiring God, we desire desire. And when we desire desire, we get pleasure, pleasure away from God. And we pursue pleasure, and after, the, after the, the hit, after the buzz, what happens? We get sick, throw it up, experience dog days, and we go around and around and around. 
If you think about the history of God's people, the Jews, they were in this cycle a lot. They would always say, okay, okay, God, I want to desire you. Then, though, they would move their alliances and allegiances toward the desire. From desire, they would go to the diet, from the diet, the dog days, the dog days, packs and promises. And, and then finally, God said, you know what? It's time to break free. It's time to get out of that cycle. I don't know about you, but in my life, I want to be a cycle breaker. I don't want to be sucked into the vortex of vomit. I want to be sucked into the vortex of victory. And victory only comes, check this out, when I allow God to lead me. I'll say it again. Victory only comes, check this out, because it seems paradoxical, when I allow God to lead me. In other words, I leash up my life to the master, and he tells me what to do. I obey his commands. What's more beautiful, a wild dog? Is, is that the most beautiful thing? Or a dog that's trained, that obeys the commands of its master? What's the best? Well, it's obvious. The one that listens to its master's voice. You have that power and strength in control. We seek the Lord, we seek him. A byproduct of that will be pleasure in God's context. So instead of desiring desire, I desire God. Instead of saying, okay, I'm going to resist temptation by myself. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm not going to frequent that. Instead of saying, I can resist, I can resist. Move to God and say, God, I leash my life up to you. And God will grant you and me the desires of our heart. And the Bible says in the model prayer, Jesus said, we should pray this, lead us not into temptation. All these dogs are on leashes, right? Jesus will lead us, as we desire him, away from that stuff. Now let me bring my dog on stage, Ava, little girl. Everybody give it up for little girl. Hey, little girl. Gosh, I love her. Anyway, Ava is a year old. A multi-poo. She's tough, though. I mean, this dog has heart, and let me tell you why. I took her to the beach one time. She'd never been to a beach, and dogs freak out when they go to a beach. Whether it be on a lake or the ocean, they just look around and like, wow, it's so giant, it's so expansive. Well, when I walked onto this beach, it said, leashed dogs only. Leashed dogs only, and I knew what that meant. Ava had to stay on the leash. So I'm like, okay. So I'm walking her with Lisa up and down the beach with the leash, holding on to the leash. And she sees these seagulls, you know, kind of taunting her. Ah, ah, ah. She would rear up on her hind legs. You could tell she really wanted to chase those seagulls. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to, no one's around. I'm just going to, no one's looking. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take her off the leash and just let her run around. I mean, no one's at the beach. I mean, it's just, it's cold and everything, and no one, no one will know. No one will know. So, I made the foolish mistake of unleashing Ava. When I did, this seagull like came up to her, flew up to her, and like, ah, ah, ah. Then the seagull began to fly down the ocean, fly down the beach, fly down, paralleling the surf. Ava turned and she ran. I'm talking about like I've never seen her run before. She's just running and running and running. And I'm going, Ava, little girl, Ava, Ava, Ava. 
And she's gone. I mean, she's like a little dot chasing that seagull, just chasing that seagull. I was thinking to myself, what would she do if she caught it, you know? But anyway, the seagull, after flying several hundred yards, began to make its way out to sea. And as it turned toward the deep oceans, Ava turned into the waves, into the ocean, into the frigid waters, and she was over her head quick. I'm like, oh no, little girl is gone. But I was calling her, Ava, Ava, Ava. And then she came to her senses, turned, and swam all the way back in, riding waves, literally, her little head, you know, bobbing. And then she ran up to me, soaking wet. She's about the size of a rat. I leashed her up. We washed her off. And she's doing great. I've chased some seagulls before, have you? I've said, God, I want to I get off the leash. Let me off the leash, God. And here's what we think. We think when we're off the chain, we have freedom. But in reality, when we're off the chain, we're oppressed. I'll say it again. We think, oh, I want to have total freedom, man. Just, I want to be off the chain. In reality, that's oppression. We run down the beach. We chase this, we chase that. What are you chasing? We chase all these things. We're chasing pleasure. As I said, pleasure only gratifies. It doesn't really satisfy. And some of us, right now are, are swimming out to sea. We're chasing that seagull. Our head's barely above water. Here's the good news. Our master is chasing us down. I'm talking about Jesus. Our master has a leash. He's saying, come here, come here, come here, come here. He's calling you. He's calling me because he has the best in store for us. All we have to do is turn because he's running after us and allow him to leash us up, listen to his voice, talk to him in prayer, read his love letters to us, the scriptures, hang out and rub shoulders with people who were followers of Christ, and we can understand who God is. We can understand that pleasure is a byproduct of following him, and we can understand this amazing purpose in life, which is to follow the master's voice. Will you pray with me? Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Father, thank you so much for being outdoors. Thank you so much for your creation. Thank you so much for animals. Man, I love animals so much, and so many here just are crazy about them like I am. I thank you for a church like Fellowship that is bold enough to, to talk about these things and to do what Jesus did to actually Use visuals and illustrations and tell stories that the common man can relate with. Father, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry in my life when I've chased seagulls, when I've turned my back on you and I've desired other things, when I've eaten things and digested things that don't agree with my system, when I've thrown them up, yet returned back to them. That's my prayer, and I believe that's many people's prayers right now. What is that thing, that hurtful habit that's dogging you, that hurtful habit that's causing you like a dog to chase your tail? What is it? Could it be pride? Could it be 
greed? Could it be lust? Could it be a pattern of toxic relationships? Could it be some sort of a, a substance or, or just a behavioral pattern? What is it? Just tell God about it. Make an admission of your diet right now. Just say, God, I've been dieting on this stuff and it doesn't agree with my system. I believe, God, you are the only thing that agrees with my system. Others here, others here right now, you need to establish today a personal relationship with Christ. Now, now, now what is that about? As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, we're all in this cycle of sin, yet God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and to rise again. If we receive that, if we arrange for that to be applied and appropriated into our lives, we become followers of Christ. So I believe many need to say, Jesus, here's the leash. You take it. I want to leash up to you. You lead me. You're my master. I'm not. Pleasure's not my master anymore. You're my master. And I have confidence in you, faith in you, that pleasure is just a byproduct of living for you. So Father, we thank you for this time. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.